The Real Food Reel is proudly sponsored by Bear Blends. Bear Blends are dedicated to producing the healthiest protein powders and unique nutritional powders. They use only natural and organic whole foods and all of their products are non-GMO and free of artificial flavors, colors and sweeteners. My personal new favorite is their vanilla and coconut plant protein. Visit bearblends.com.au to learn more and check out their gorgeous recipe inspo over on Instagram at bearblends. Welcome to The Real Food Real. I'm Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist. We're shaking things up on the podcast, and each week I am joined by our cast of experts, including Kirsty Worth, Phil Maffetone, Kale Brock, Ali McLean, Katie Pettuccini, and so many more leaders in the fields of real food, gut health, sports performance, holistic wellness, and optimizing your health, metabolism, and longevity. While you're tuning in to today's episode, would you take a screenshot of your smartphone and share it on social media with the hashtag RealFoodReal? I'd absolutely love to know that you're tuning in. And while you're there, why not share this episode with a friend who also needs to hear our information goldmines and aha moments. Sharing the show means we can continue our mission of simplifying nutrition and showing the world that health starts with what you choose to put on your plate. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode of The Real Food Real. In episode 181 of The Real Food Real, we are joined by Kirsty Worth from Cultured Wellness to discuss coffee enemas. We teach you the amazing properties and health benefits of this ancient gut health and detox tool. Kirsty and I dive both into the traditional approach of coffee enemas and what the scientific literature indicates. You will learn about palmitic acid, glutathione, and antioxidants, as well as the benefits to liver and gallbladder health. And what about those who are sensitive to caffeine or coffee enemas? Today, we set the record straight. Hi, Kirsty, and welcome back to the show. Hey, Steph. Thanks for having me again. You're a regular now, so it's very exciting to have you back on the show. Today's topic is a fascinating one. I wanted to dive straight in and share with our listeners all things coffee enemas. So could you do the honours and tell us exactly what is a coffee enema? Yeah, so it, it is a very fascinating topic and everyone is obviously always quite interested in delving into what the hell are these things. And so a coffee enema literally is using a, you know, a liquid a solution, which is basically you boil up your coffee and you prepare the solution and you put it into an enema bag and you um, use the coffee solution as your enema and, you know, we're going to delve into all the reasons why we do that. But, it, yeah, it literally is using that coffee solution as your, um, your enema. And it's just the amazing properties and, you know, the effects, of how it works on your body. It's, it's really quite incredible. I mean, when you look back in the, you know, the sort of the scientific journals as early back as 1866, around then, in some of the medical journals, they talk about coffee enemas helping with, poisoning and there's um you know even sort of literature and stories around using coffee enemas in the war because they didn't have enough um, resources or they didn't have enough 
safe, um, you know, saline solutions and um, ways of helping people because obviously in the war it was just all in, do whatever you can. So, and even in the Dead Sea Scrolls, coffee enemas have been referred to as extremely therapeutic and helping the body to detoxify. So it is definitely something that it is really an age-old tradition and something that has definitely had a resurgence. And, yeah, I really like seeing that resurgence because obviously if something's been around for, you know, 2,000 years, it's obviously working. Yeah, I completely agree. And the word enema is, I think, quite... I don't know how you describe it, but the looks on the faces I get from people when I when I mention the words coffee enema usually says it all. You know, they're like trying to piece together coffee plus enema. What is she trying to tell me? You know, and I'm sure you get quite a similar reaction. But it's great to see that there is research from you know as much as two thousand years ago, and it's not a fad, even though it has become more popular in recent years. Mm, yeah no certainly not at a fad and and we know and you know it's wonderful because we can look through the you know the ancient sort of literature and we can look through to understand those beautiful benefits that have benefits that have been documented but we can also look through the literature as well so you know we're really fortunate in the day and age that we're in that we can take tradition and we can take science and we're at that beautiful sort of um point now that we can talk about both of those things and the benefits of why we'd, why would we, we would use it as opposed to before people just sort of reporting this um, euphoric experience and, you know, uh, healing benefits and healing qualities. So, but yeah, it's certainly not something to be scared of. And, um, you, you know, us as Australians, it's, it is not really um, in conversation and something talked about, but you know, in Europeans, it's been something that they've used for, you know, it hasn't really stopped. So even my husband, um, his mum, you know, they're all Swiss and each, growing up, you know, she said, oh, well, enemas were just part of our life in Switzerland. It's what we used and um, the doctors would use it for um, all forms of ailments. So, yeah, it, it really has gone into, you know, our sort of right up to now, but I think Australians have missed out on a lot of that conversation. So it's time to bring you are, Steph. I love it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and it's something, yeah, you're right, is that difference between Australians. Like people are afraid of talking about poo. They're certainly not interested in talking about things that go up your bottom. And so, you know, obviously here we are with people being either really shocked or quite awkward about the conversation, but they are so beneficial that I wanted to, you know, get you to share with us what are the the, the scientific benefits of coffee enemas. Yeah, so I suppose before we even go into that, just looking at, you know, the process of why you get benefits out of it and the yeah. The, the main reason for that is, you know, we use the coffee specifically for this, you know, palmitic acid that the coffee has. And that palmitic acid has huge amounts of glutathione in it, which is this master antioxidant that our body needs for our liver to detoxify. So when we put that coffee in, it stimulates veins that then, you know, the, the coffee and those veins go up to the liver and they basically, you know, stimulate the liver. They enable the dilation of the, um, you know, the gallbladder. So enable us to dump those toxins. 
and to excrete those toxins. So the whole process enables us to really activate the liver, activate the gallbladder, which are the, you know, something that we need to do constantly, especially if we are unwell or we're toxic or we've just been exposed to too many chemicals. So the process is incredible at enabling us to um, you know, stimulate our, our body, but then you know, it helps us to clean our colon. Once again, as I was saying, you know, we detoxify our liver. Um, you know, if we're doing any you know, gut healing work, and especially if we're cleaning up parasites or getting rid of worms or anything like that, it really helps us just to clear all of that out of the colon and actually get rid of those guys and make sure that they're gone. So one of the other things, you know, and this is something that I really notice when I do coffee enemas is just to get that mental clarity back. So it really increases your mental clarity. It improves your energy levels. Um, you know, it, it really helps us to um, purify the blood, support, you know, um, our blood for pumping around our body and obviously helping to, um, once again, get that, those toxins out. What I love is how it helps the lymphatic system because obviously our lymphatic system has a huge part to play in cleaning out viruses and toxins and, and our body needs to pump that out and the um, enema has a huge part to play in stimulating that. So there is um, just so many amazing benefits and I think, you know, we look back at traditional times and why they use them and it was just often a once-off for poisoning or if someone had an infection or a, a virus or something like that, and they would use them to be able to support the body to heal. But unfortunately now we need to use them so much more because of our, you know, this onslaught of all of these different heavy metals and toxins and pesticides and herbicides and medical prescriptions and all these things that we're exposed to now and, you know, if lots of you are like me, you, you lived a life for half your life where you didn't realise the effects of those things. And so, you know, the coffee enemas are just so integral if you want to really rebuild your body because it helps you to clear out what's happened in your body, you know, previous to you really working at rebalancing and getting rid of all of those toxins. So, um, yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty powerful and, of course, pretty cost effective because you just do it at home it's something that you get to do and you're in charge of and you don't have to pay someone else and you don't have to go through that whole process of um you know having to rely on someone else this is something you can do and you're empowered to do and it's in your control which is something else I really love about the coffee enemas yeah, definitely. And so what about people who either don't drink coffee or are a little bit worried about feeling like, you know, they've drunk a, a double espresso? Like talk us through the difference between, you know, drinking a coffee and a coffee enema. Yeah. So I, I hear that all the time and get that all the time. It's a really important um, sort of, you know, concern that people have. So obviously, Coffee has caffeine in it, which um, can stimulate the nervous system. And people's nervous system is already stimulated enough. So a little bit of coffee is just kind of the last straw for them. They can get all jittery and they can feel, um, you know, their heart rate increase and get all sweaty and the sweaty palms and all of those kinds of things when we get a surge of adrenaline. Now, that's how we absorb the coffee through drinking it. When we use coffee as a coffee enema, very, very, very minute amounts of it is absorbed 
in through the colon and into the bloodstream. So uh, it's only very, very rare, and I've, I've only seen it, you know, rarely that someone would get, um, you know, feel that sort of stimulus or that, you know, caffeine hit, and they would feel like their adrenaline has sparked up and they're feeling nervous and jittery. But this is the thing. I see, I hear lots of people saying, oh, I, you know, I feel quite um, shaky and um, feel stimulated. And what's often happening in that case is it's not the coffee, it's the process that when you do a coffee enema and you are quite toxic, often, you know, as we talked about before, the coffee enema stimulates that gallbladder to dilate, you know, dilate those bile duct to get rid of those toxins. When there is so many toxins in there, you can't get rid of them all sometimes and they get reabsorbed back into the body. And while they're circulating around in the body, we can feel really on high alert and stimulated from those toxins rather than the caffeine from the actual coffee enema. So, um, you know, when I work with clients, if that's happening for them, the best way for us to work out is it a recirculation of toxins or is it the actual caffeine is we might talk about taking some activated charcoal or some chlorella just before they start doing their enema. And so if it is a recirculation of those toxins, the chlorella or the charcoal will mop that up and stop that from happening. And so we often see that, you know, people don't have those problems anymore because we've mopped up that those toxins and then they feel calm and settled. So Certainly it's not the case that, um, you know, if you can't, if coffee makes you feel jittery or if it gives you a tummy ache or it gives you diarrhea or all those sorts of things that a lot of people feel with coffee, that won't happen with coffee enemas. So it's um, certainly something not to worry about. Um, but, yeah, just keep in mind that recirculation because that can get confusing and throw you a little bit. Yeah, definitely. As well as the fact that, you know, people are sensitive to caffeine, they're either not drinking it or they're definitely only having it first thing, right? And coffee enemas, or, you know, we can talk about your recommended frequency, but doing it in the morning for some people I find can be a bit of a barrier because of of time constraints. And then they're afraid of doing it in the evening and being kept up all night from the coffee. So it's a really important barrier that you just broke down there because, you know, it's going to be far more likely the toxins, as you said, which can be addressed relatively simply. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, and certainly um, you wouldn't want to do it because it does stimulate the brain in a great way and, you know, it does sort of give you that beautiful boost of energy because of that glutathione. Um, often when you do a coffee at enema in the evening, you just want to get out and do all of these things and <laughs> jump into life. So, <laughs> so yeah, there is definitely a time, you know, you don't want to be doing it at 10 o'clock at night as you're getting yeah. out of bed. So, yeah. yeah, I personally still think the morning is the best, but um, there's obviously going to be constraints there for some people. But what are your thoughts on frequency and, and timing or is it very individual? Yeah, so it's absolutely individual. And depending what's been happening for you. So if you have had um, quite significant health concerns or you have led a, a life of fairly intense excess of, um, you know, whether it's just eating heaps of sugar and carbohydrates and processed foods or whether there's been alcohol or prescription medication, 
all of those sorts of things, then, you know, you, you might find that um, one to two enemas a day could work really well for you as you're going through this process of rebalancing your body, working on your gut microbiome, changing what you eat, getting everything back into balance again, that would absolutely be fine to do one to two a day. Um, and, you know, there's been reports of people, um, you know, doing them for like that for 30 years, you know. So it, there's certainly not, oh, you can only do that for a month and then you need to drop back to weekly or something like that. So it is dependent on where you're at with your health. So at one point for me, I was doing them up to four times a day and that was for an, a very extended period of time, for well over a year. But, um, you know, as you, your health improves and you don't need them as often, um, you know, and you get more into that maintenance mode, you know, once a week is really lovely. Or you might find that you've travelled somewhere or you have been exposed to some chemicals or, you know, there's, there's been a why your body is feeling really toxic or overburdened. And you might go back to doing one or two for three or four days just to get you back into balance again. So um, I, I think the best thing about these coffee enemas is to listen to your body. What does your body need and how often does it need it? And to trust that intuition because it often really does let you know. So if you're feeling like you were doing really well and you were doing two a day and then suddenly you dropped it back to one every three days, but suddenly you're feeling really fatigued and bloated and your brain's not working as well and um, you know, you feel like your guts are not working as effectively, then you're probably not ready yet and you need to go back to doing them more often. So, yeah, there's no hard or fast rule about them, more just listening to yourself um, and finding out what's best for you. Mm, yeah, definitely. And what about there is another myth that I hear, you know, enemas are definitely prescribed for overcoming constipation. Um, but what about the conversation around the body becoming reliant on enemas to move the bowels? Mm. Yeah, I hear this one all the time, all the time. So when we think about our bowels moving, um, you know, that comes down to a complex sort of situation of the gut bacteria that you've got living within your gut microbiome. It comes down to we've got, you know, this peristilic action, this process that moves our food through and um, enables our whole digestive process to happen. And so really, you know, it's, it, the coffee enema is not going to disrupt those things and they're the functions that help you to get from eating your food to excreting it as beautiful, amazing stool that is, you know, the quality of, it shows you how healthy you are. Um, the enema is, is not going to suddenly interact with that. So if you can only, um, you know, excrete and you can only have a bowel movement whilst you're doing a coffee enema, then I would be looking at who's living in my gut, what kind of, you know, bacteria do I have there? What's my digestion like? How is my digestive system moving? You know, all of those sorts of things rather than, you know, often we think that when we move our bowels, it all happens right at the end, you know, in your sphincter. Like lots of people think it's just right there. And so if I do a coffee enema, then suddenly that's going to block it. But it really happens right from the top, right from the start of the digestive process. So um, 
you know, we uh, often, you know, people will start their coffee enemas, certainly on, you know, when we work with our program clients and it will only just be that they'll be able to have a bowel movement with the enemas. But as their gut microbiome is, you know, get, gets more and more diverse and heaps more beautiful beneficial microbes, you, you know, you can have a bowel movement and do a coffee enema in the same day and that becomes your norm. But it takes some time to get to that point. Yeah, definitely. And so speaking of that, you know, how would you coach someone that's new to enemas that maybe has some barriers around it and, you know, it is a process of building up to be able to hold that coffee solution, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing I would say is that the time of how long you hold it for has nothing to do with it. So you just give it a go. And obviously, you know, in the end, how long you hold the enema for, now the ideal sort of time is 15 to 20 minutes. That's a wonderful end game. But if you can hold it for a a minute or two, then you've you've had a great success in what you're doing and you work with that. So, um, you know, you haven't failed your coffee enema (laughs) Mm. if you can't hold it for that long. But... What happens is lots of people who have um, that start coffee enemas, they are generally quite toxic. They do have a lot of compacted matter in their gut. They do have imbalances within their gut microbiome. And so there's a lot of stuff just sitting in there waiting to come out. And so as soon as you activate those processes through using the coffee enema, you will notice that it comes out quickly. You just can't hold it. And that's fine and that's what you would expect. Mm. As the compaction moves and you get more of that um, nice sort of uh, digestive process that happens more naturally and as you have less toxins that are just sitting there waiting to be excreted, then you can hold on to your enemas for much, much longer. And, you know, obviously contracting that sphincter and holding on um, it is a bit, it is a muscle that you've got to work. And so you, it is a practice and it takes time. And you, when you do a coffee enema, you do go through those waves. So you will hold on to it and you'll feel like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I've, got to, I've got to get rid of this. But it, it, you hold on and then it, um, it's, it's sort of, for, for those women out there, it is a bit like a contraction. You hold on and then the body relaxes and then you can hold on again and the body relaxes and all those processes you get used to and it takes time and then you become an expert at it. But, um, and some people like to do a warm water um, enema beforehand to get rid of some of that compaction and get rid of some of the matter that's in there and then they do a coffee enema straight after that And that's sort of, you know, (laughs) where the magic happens because then you can hold it for longer. There's not not as much matter in there to excrete and you can get that real benefits of, you know, the um, coffee stimulating those bile ducts to get rid of those toxins. Yeah, that's some really great advice. It, you know, people read, you know, 15 to 20 minutes and, again, they, they look at you like you've just spoken another language and it is really important to remember that it's something to work towards because it is like a muscle that needs to be trained and, yeah, a lot of the experience is relative to what's going on inside, including the level of toxins, 
but also, yeah, what your ability is to hold those muscles because that is, that's a practice in of itself. So, yeah, it's a little bit going on yeah. there, but um, I definitely... Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to say it's, um, you know, and, and just don't forget where you're at. So, for example, if you're taking some amazing liver herbs to support your liver to really get rid of, um, you, you know, some toxins, your liver's just sitting there ready to go and ready to dump those toxins. And so that coffee enema might, you know, it's just that last little bit to get you across the line. So you're not going to be able to hold it for 15, 20 minutes and just be um, really, you know, happy with that and sit with that as this is where I'm at for today and, yeah, and keep moving forward. It's, um, yeah, I see some people feeling like they've failed or they're not doing it right if they're not holding it for long periods of time. But it really does come down to where your body's at at that particular time. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And what about the type of coffee? What are your thoughts on what we should be using? And do you use um, beans or ground coffee? Yeah, absolutely. So the type of coffee coffee is really, really important. So um, you can, unfortunately, because coffee is a fermented product, so, um, you know, obviously the, to make the coffee, they ferment the beans. There is um, an opportunity that there can be often mould in the coffee. And so you've got to really make sure that you find a trusted brand that is mould free. Um, and then moving on from that, once you know you've got a mould free brand, the medium to dark ground coffee is the best. And obviously you need to use ground coffee. And um, because when you make it, I won't go into the details, we can um, pop that up for you all, but you um, put in a saucepan your water and then you put your coffee, your ground coffee in there and you just let it simmer for about 20 minutes to make that solution. So you definitely want that um, ground coffee there. Yeah. The The other thing is to make sure that you're looking after your coffee. So keep it in the refrigerator. Um, make sure that it's not a super oily coffee so um, because, you know, you want it to be nice and dry because the oil can make it go rancid. So once again, um, just recognising that coffee is quite volatile and so you, you really have to know where you're buying it from and that it is the, it's a really good source. And, um, you know, the good ones often are from South America. Like we do find the South American ones, um, have less mould in them. Uh, the, there are certain coffee companies that do test for mould if, if you are really, really sensitive. So you can also um, use those ones as well. So, And, yeah, in general we say single origin is the safest because it's coming from one location. Yeah, yeah, totally. And higher up, um, so if you really want to get into it, you know, higher up into the, um, you know, altitude, there's less chance for mould to grow. Mm. is um, also another one. But, um, you know, the Woolworths macro organic brand, um, I've sort of done a bit of research into that one and it's obviously very economical because you do go through a lot of coffee when you do coffee enemas and that's a really good one. It's a really good choice. So even, um, you know, looking looking at the, the, the macro brand is a good place to start. Yeah, cool. And so you wouldn't use necessarily beans that um, are soaked? 
No, no. So um, definitely use the ground because the grounding process stimulates um, the palmitic acid so you can get that out of the, the beans and then that, can, that will be in your solution when you do your coffee, uh, when you do your enema. Now, you can actually get online coffee um, it, well, enema coffee. So it's already been prepared and it's in little sachets and you literally just buy a heap of these sachets and then you do it, uh, you use them. So there is that option as well and there is specific enema coffee but I'm yet to see the difference and I'm yet to discover if it um, is great marketing or if it's, <laughs> if it's really beneficial. So stay tuned on that one and I'll do a little bit more research. But at the moment... Um, just making sure you tick off all of those sort of basics, organic and, like you said, single origin and no mould and, you know, not as much oil in it, just keeping those um, basics there for now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amazing. And what about contraindications? Are there anyone that you wouldn't recommend a coffee or is there anyone you wouldn't recommend a coffee enema to? Okay, so extremely dehydrated people Mm. so coffee enemas can be dehydrating and so if you have kidney problems if you are constantly dehydrated if you're not hydrating yourself during the day you you are going to um not feel great doing your enemas and so if you know you're finding that you need to do two to three to four enemas a day you need to be having bone broth you need to be having um, you know, like celery juices and making sure your hydration levels are really up to speed and not just water but hydrating with um, liquids that have nutrients in there, which is why I chose, you know, the bone broth and like, you know, celery and parsley juices and those sorts of things that can really replenish the body. Even having water with um, sea salt in them is also very important to get those minerals back in there again. So certainly someone who is complaining of um, kidney issues or dehydration issues, you would have to watch that. Um, you would not want to try this if you are um, pregnant and because obviously it's um, not going to work for carrying a baby. So that's um, very important to wait until, you know, after you've given birth and after your body has settled down again. Um and obviously very, very, very young children is not something that you want to do coffee enemas on. So apart from that, um, anyone on blood thinners, anyone on um, yeah, medications that uh, look at thinning the blood, then you would need to obviously seek advice from your healthcare professional. And look, in the end, you always want to be able to start something like this and you know consult with wonderful team with you Steph or with with us to make sure that everything's in check before you get started yeah absolutely so we obviously know that coffee has the amazing benefits that you've discussed but it's not the only option so we can do enemas with another solution oh my goodness where do you even start yes Mm. there are so many options um so Chamomile tea is wonderful to start, um, you know, or if you just wanted to start slowly but surely. It's very hydrating to the colon. It's very soothing to the body. It's very calming to the body. Um, You can do garlic enemas. So they, you know, if you've got 
parasites and worms and you just can't get rid of them, that garlic enemas are super powerful. Garlic also has glutathione in it, which is that master antioxidant that I was just talking about before. So you can garlic is also wonderful at stimulating the liver. Um, you know, we use a lot of um, yogurt enemas. So we use the Culture Wellness Yogurt and um, we make a bit of a solution with the yogurt and some water. And you actually, it's a little bit different than the coffee enema in the fact that you actually put that yogurt and water solution, you know, drop it into the body and then you actually sleep with that solution in overnight. And that enables the bacteria that's in the, obviously in the yogurt, all those teeming beautiful beneficial bacteria to um, have a good chance at repopulating the colon. And the yogurt has a great impact on the pH level of the colon. So it has that great sort of crowding out of those pathogens. And once again, with, you know, parasites and worms and those sorts of things, calcium. And so it just has a real, it's like a big sort of instant kind of bomb in there of changing the dynamics of, of what's going on within your gut. And then, um, yeah, we can, there's all sorts of um, butyric acid is another really good one. Um, people sort of um, can use either ghee because obviously that's got high amounts of butyric acid in it and it's very soothing to the gut wall and it provides... Um, you know, the, the body's ability to repair and rebuild that lining of the colon and the butyric acid in the ghee can help to provide um, the right pH again and also some energy. So, um, you know, it's, it's a bit endless really what you can put in there, the, but they're the big ones um, that I see often as having the, the most amount of impact if you're going to use different types of enemas. Yeah, amazing. It really is a, a beautifully safe way of reducing the toxicity and, as you mentioned, you know, helping our body clear all the um, the bugs and the the parasites that for some people can be quite challenging to get rid of. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if your body is really fatigued and tired, like so if you've had, you know, parasites for 10 years, and I'm not joking, this is the standard for most people, and those parasites have been in there eating up all your nutrients for that long, you are quite weak and your body is exhausted because you've been quite nutrient deficient. So to actually excrete the worms and the parasites is really taxing on your body. And a lot of people who've been living with those conditions for a long period of time, they just, they just don't have the energy to get rid of that. So the enema really supports the body to um, enable it to do it. It's that helping hand so you can get rid of it because otherwise sometimes the body's just not strong enough. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing point. And before we wrap up today, are there any funny enema stories that you wanted to share or any interesting <laughs> conversations that you've had with any of your clients? Oh, Steph. <laughs> and worms. Um, okay. So your enemas really are an amazing window into... Uh, what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you were doing coffee enemas and you were that person that just looks on the top or looks in the, in the bowl, in your toilet bowl, and you don't see much, well, then you might just leave it at that. I have amazing clients that they go digging and they want to see what's coming out. And so I've heard all sorts of stories of people using um, little strainers 
to find uh, worms and to find, you know, all sorts of things that are coming out. And obviously we see a lot of um, gallstones. We see a lot of a lot of water coming out. We see a lot of biofilm coming out. And the stories and the pictures, I get sent lots of this. And the things that happen in your enemas is um, quite hilarious. And then obviously... The, the beginner stories of, you know, I was laying down and I gave it a go and then it just squirted everywhere and it's, you know, it's gone up the wall and all those sorts of <laughs> things. So, yeah. so, you know, if you're a bit nervous, maybe start in the bath mm. and then all you need to do is just wash it all down. So, um, but, yeah, more of the stories of people talking about these little um, little friends that they find in the toilet bowl and, and it, you know, it is, it is actually a really rewarding experience because they're not inside you anymore. They've yeah. finally left the building and they're not causing you the havoc and the, you know, all those horrible health conditions. But, um, yeah, we certainly see and hear of a lot of little dudes coming out and all sorts of stuff and people <laughs> reporting of, you know, filling up whole buckets of, with biofilm and worms. So, wow. Yeah. I'm not sure whether I wish I didn't ask or that I'm glad that I know that. Because <laughs> yeah, you asked, you asked. I know, I, I did, I did. But also, like you say, like a better out than in and for a lot of people, like it is that next step for them to start to really explore because your stools are, are the window into your soul and I think it's a conversation that is really important to have because otherwise you can find out you know, maybe when it's too late, if there's something going on that can be identified by, you know, simply paying a little bit more attention. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, it just pains me so much to see people on all sorts of medication to move their stools and, you know, living with constipation for so many years. And, you know, people who've literally had to have surgery to have, you know, compaction removed because they, they haven't been out of past stool. And or it's painful or all of those things. It's just so traumatic and horrible. And of course, if you're taking medication to move that, what's that medication doing to your body and to your liver? And how else is that impacting you and affecting you? Whereas, you know, just a warm water flush or a coffee enema can have such an instant impact on your body. And it's um, so safe and it's so. Um, effective and it doesn't disrupt other parts of the body and other organs so um yeah it is it is just such a nice gentle powerful way that you can do it that you're in control and you're in charge of and not having to rely on medication yeah for sure amazing such a fascinating topic and you know i definitely encourage everyone to do a little bit more research and we'll certainly pop up some resources following today's show but it was so great to have you on to explore this topic today Kirsty. oh thank you for having me i've enjoyed talking all things anima it's great thank you so much for listening team make sure you dive into the show notes over at the natural forward slash podcast now before you go can i ask you a favor I'd be so grateful if you would leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I personally read every review and comment and love hearing your aha moments and takeaways from each episode. Together, we can continue to spread the real food love. 
See you next time on The Real Food Real. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.